0: The Gemara in Pesachim tells us that when Yaakov Avinu was lying on his deathbed with his son surrounding him, he was very uneasy, very troubled. What was he worried about? Chachamim tells us that as he looked around at his 12 children for the last time, he noticed again what he had been aware of all of his life, that each child was strikingly different than the next. It's a remarkable thing how HaKadosh Baruch Hu made Yaakov's children so dissimilar one from the other. The Gemara says that, There was a man who used to go around and say, I want to live along the coast. He loved the seashore, and he spoke about it all the time. One day, when I retire, I'm going to build a home by the sea and live there. So they began to investigate. Why does he talk so much about the seashore? And they found out that he came from Zivulun. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into Zivulun a love for the oceans. And therefore, they were a seafaring nation. Other Shavatim, however, not so much. They didn't like the smell of the salty sea. And they got seasick too. They preferred walking on land. The Gemara there says that another man used to go around saying, Donudini. Judge my din. It means that whenever there was some disagreement between him and someone else, he didn't want to arbitrate. He wasn't interested in the peshara. No, let's go to the judge and let's hear what he says. Now he said it so many times, dono dini, dono dini. Judge my case. Judge my case. That people thought it was suspicious. Badku acharov. They searched after his pedigree, and they found that he came from Dan. Dan Yadin Amo. Dan was rigid. He liked to follow the strict line of the law. There are people like that who are very strict with rules. They don't like to deviate at all. Even little children sometimes are born that way. It's their nature to follow rules. Others not so. They're more flexible. They're not such sticklers for Din. The children of Yaakov were very different. And the truth is that it's like that in every family. Let's say you visit your cousins. It's surprising how different the children are from each other. Here you have one brother. He's handsome and he's graceful too. He looks like a real lord. Fauntlery. Fauntlery. A beautiful boy. Only that he's a bit sleepy. A little lazy. Next to him is his brother. Not as good looking but full of energy. A ball of fire. It's a remarkable fact. Two brothers from the same parents, but they're not alike at all. Maybe you'll find some resemblance in their noses, but otherwise, they're entirely different. Sisters also, they're very different one girl from the next. Now, as long as Yaakov was alive, he wasn't so concerned. Parents are like the covers of a book that keep all the pages together. But once the covers start falling off, the pages start separating. So the Medrash tells us that Yaakov looked over his sons who were gathering gathering around his deathbed, and he said, "What's going to happen after I leave this world? What's going to be when I'm not here anymore? Who will keep the holy nation together?" The Shuatet Chakiviti Hashem, Hashem, we need a big Yeshua, a big salvation. The truth is that we're still facing that same problem today, and it's not going away. It's one of the great problems that will nag us Even when Mashiach comes Every day we say in our tefillahs Sound the great shofar for our freedom We're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to blow the great blast That will proclaim to the nations To liberate the Am Yisrael from their subjugation Now exactly how that sound will be Is not important It would be interesting to know maybe But whatever it is it's going to be a sound that will wake up the world. It's a warning blast to the nations that the truth of Hashem Elokei Israel is on the march forward. And when that shofar is blown, all the nations of the world will be frightened into action. The entire world will begin to cooperate in the plan of L'cheruteinu, to give us our full independence. There'll be ge- great conferences in countries all over the world and the nations will come together to see what can be done to help facilitate the reestablishment of the Am royal as a nation on its own land. It will be a big job. Entire communities will have to be transplanted to Eretz Yisroel. And you have to have Parnossa and Eretz Yisrael too. In Mashiach's time, you still have to make a living. The world will follow its accustomed nature. Rambam, Hilchost Tshuva, And everybody will need a profession. We'll need homes too. Nobody wants to live on the streets. It will be a complicated. And all, and it will be complicated. And all of that is included in the word, the Gather us. It's a big request. But we ask Hashem for even more than that. We add an extra word in that tefillah and we say, the Kapsenu Yachad. Gather us, Yachad, together. Although the who gather us, already implies together, yet the word yachad is added because as difficult as it is, as difficult as it will be to gather us in from everywhere in the world, the bigger problem will be that it's going to be from Arba Kanfot Haaretz. We're going to be arriving from from the four corners of the world. And therefore we ask you, Hashem, that it should be yachad with a feeling of togetherness and camaraderie. Yachad, that's a big request. All the various communities in exile will all come marching back. From the far eastern countries they'll come. They'll come from South Africa and from Russia and from England. They'll come from Williamsburg and from Baltimore and from Alaska. They'll come from places we didn't even know there were Jews. And when they come, they'll come with different dialects and different languages. They'll come with different clothing and different faces. They'll come with different minhagim. Customs and mannerisms. Even Minhagei Toida are different. Minhagim of Teman are very different than the Minhagim of Jews in Lithuania. And the Minhagim of the Lithuanian Jews are different than the Hasidisha Minhagim. So now the Temanim will come with their robes and their turbans, and some Jews, let's say, from Canada will come with black hats. The Hasidim will come with their streimelech and their kapotas. Some will come with top hats, yet some people still wear top hats on Yantif. So one so one man wearing a top silk hat, another another man wearing a turban, and the third man wearing only a yarmulke. They might look at each other like they're from different peoples. That's not yachat. It's necessary for everyone to amalgamate into one nation. A goy echat. Echat means everybody is together. Brothers to be together, husbands and wives to be together, families should be together, communities to be together. The Tamanim should be together with the Sfardim, and the Sfardim with the Ashkenazim, and the Williamburgers, the Williamsburgers with the Lakewooders. We want everybody within those communities to get along with each other. Now maybe some people are hoping that such a thing will just come by fiat, by command of Hashem. It'll just happen by itself, you think. Well, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it won't be that way. Somehow the differences will have to be overcome. And therefore we're bothered by the same worry that bothered Yaakov Avinu. What's going to be, we say, We need... We need something that will guide us to the togetherness that is required of the Am Yisroel. So at that time when Yaakov Avinu cried out to Hashem, the brothers said to him, Shema Israel! listen, Yisroel, our father. It's true, we're very different from one another. But we have something that unites us. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is our God. We are all Avde Hashem hashem echad there's one hashem and we're all serving and that's going to keep us together despite the differences in our nature whatever differences you see they are overwhelmed by the yachad the togetherness that comes from our serving the one hashem i'll give you a mushal. it's a mushal, but it's a, but it's true for itself for itself as well a husband is very different from his wife don't ever expect when you get married that your wife will be like you. Whatever dreams you might have, you will always discover that after all, she is a woman and you are a man. Nashim Women are a different nation, the Gemara says. Your natures are entirely different. You don't talk alike. Maybe. I'm sorry, you don't like to talk, maybe. And she does. She loves to talk. You like fleshes, and she likes milchiks. He wants this color couch, she wants, the, she wants a different color. What's going to be? And the answer is that by nature they are different. But when they come together under the chuppah, and they understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there too, so the differences are overshadowed by Hashem Echad. Who cares if they're different? It makes no difference, because both together are united in the great ideal of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They both aspire towards building a Jewish tabernacle of Avoydus Hashem, bringing up a family of avdei Hashem. Who cares if they're different? Hashem alokinu, Hashem echad. And therefore, what difference does it make if your wife has a certain intre- has certain interests, and you have different interests? You are both united in your hearts to build a home for Hashem echad, and that's what the brothers said to their father. En bili ela echad. We only have one Hashem, and therefore, we'll remain one people forever, united around Him. And when Yaakov heard that, so the Gemara says, he was consoled. He said, Baruch Shem Kivod, Malchuto Leolam Vaed. The glory of Hashem's kingdom will continue forever. If you will continue to be united in Avoidus Hashem, despite the differences between you, then each one, then each one will make the Kavod Shamaim even greater by contributing his uniqueness and dedicating his qualities to the service of Hashem. What we're saying now is that the binding of the book that keeps the pages from falling out is that we all identify with each other. In the essential ideal of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Whatever differences there, will, there may be that seem to pull us in different directions, they're all overcome by the glue of avoidance Hashem. We're all connected to each other in the bond of serving Hashem Echad. It's Hashem that makes us one people. That's an important lesson that we're learning from, from, a, mechila, from, from a mechilta. In Az Yashir, we praise Hashem and we say to him, Ubrov kamecha. In your great majesty, you overthrew those who rose up against you. So the mechilta asks as follows, What does it mean? Who rose up against you? Did the Egyptians rise up against Hashem? They rose up against Bnei Israel. That's all. And what the Mechilta says there is like this. Anybody who rises up against Yisroel, he's actually rising up rising up against Hashem. Because what is the Am Yisroel after all? Are we a nation like the Polish nation? Like the Irish or the Italians? <laughs> the only thing that makes us a nation is that we serve our Kaddosh Baruch our nation is only a nation because of the Torah. Hashem gave us the Torah, and that's what made us his people. Who are the Am royal? Only those who keep the Torah to this day. The Frum Jews keep the Torah. We are a Torah nation. That's the cause of our existence. And that's the only thing that binds our nation together. And that's why we identify with all observant Jews. Whether they're Jews in Teman or Lakewood or Lubavitch or B'nei Brak or in Borough Park or Baltimore. Wherever they are, we identify with them. Because we're one with them. Whether they're Sephardi Jews, whether they're Syrian Jews, whether they're Egyptian Jews. All the Jews who are loyal to the Torah. That's our people. That's the Amechad of the Hashem Echad and we have to identify with them. You can't feel like he's an outsider. A listener can't think I'm a stranger to a Hungarian Jew. No, we're not strangers to anybody, if they're loyal Jews. Oh, now we're talking, because even though we all have our differences and our own lives, there always remains this glue of service of Hashem that binds us together in this kinship of brotherhood. It's much more than bloodline. It's a real bond, a bond of the mind that actually ties us together. We're not merely connected to each other by blood, by DNA. A fellow Jew is a brother who is Amitecha. He is Amcha batoira U b'mitzvus. Chazal tells us that. That Achicha means Achicha B'mitzvahs. Your brother in mitzvis. So if you walk in the streets and you see Jewish boys with yarmulkes and black hats coming out of the yeshivas or buses carrying children to yeshivas, your heart should overflow with happiness. You have to feel a great respect for your fellow Oiv Hashem. You're looking at your people. If you see a group of firm girls dressed with sneers coming out of the base Yaakov schools, walking with decency and wearing long skirts, your heart should be full of happiness. Those girls are your people. You walk through blocks and blocks and you see fathers with children going to the base HaKnesses and you love to see it. Your heart swells with pride and happiness. Hashem wants that. Some people are so happy when they see Jews, they just weep with joy when they see the Jewish people. That's why it does you very good to walk through Borough Park. Big mezuzas, one after the other, blocks and blocks of Jewish houses. Whenever I come to Borough Park, I feel a reverence. It's the truth. I rarely go, but when I turn off Ocean Parkway down Eighteenth Avenue and I start approaching Borough Park, I feel a yiras hakavod. I'm thinking it's such a great happiness to be part of a nation of sadikim. That's what you should be thinking as you walk. I'm walking among my people. It's my people and I love them. I don't care what hat he wears or what group he belongs to. It's all my people. These are the people in this world whom, I'm, whom I identify with. Now when we say that we want to be together with the Am Yisrael, we have to have two ideas in mind. One is, What we've been saying now, that we have to be together, with the Am Yisrael of today. We identify with all the from Jews, and we see the good points in everybody. We realize that each kahila has something to offer, because we're all bound up together in the goal of Hashem Echad. It doesn't mean that we have to give up our individual ways of serving Hashem, but we have to appreciate what others do too. We're all together saying, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That's very important. We should never neglect appreciating the Am Yisrael of today. That goes without saying. But besides for being Yachad with all the of from Jews today, it's just as important to be together with the Am Yisrael of the past generations. We have to always remember that we are members of the Amashem in its totality. From the beginning down till today we must be part and parcel of our whole history. Not only those who are here today. We have to live with the avar, with our past. That's called being a member of the Am royal Because who is the Am royal All of them. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Saro Rivko and Rochel, the Shvatim, and the Dor Hamidbar. Everyone, Moshe Rabbeinu and his generation, Yoshua and his generation, all the Shoftim and Shmuel Hanavi and his generation, Shol and David, and after that Shlomo HaMelech, Yishaya and Yirmiya and Yechezkel, and then Shimon HaTzadik, and then all the Tannaim and Amorim, Amoraim, all the Rishonim and Acharonim. We are one with our nation from its inception and with all the generations down until today and we should feel a part of them. If someone is lacking that, then he's lacking identification with the Klal Yisrael because the Am Yisrael means its totality. All of the doidas, you're together not only with the Jews of your generation. You're together with all those who went before. All the generation all the generations of Shloimei Emune Israel that came before us should be part of your personality. Now, how do we do that? The first thing is that if you don't know about them, you're not identifying with them. If you know about a baseball player or a movie star or a politician, more than you know about Avraham Avinu, it means you don't identify with the Am Yisroel. And so, it's only the person who is constantly learning. He learns Chumash and he's repeating all the time the stories of the others. And he's telling himself and his children stories about the Imaris. He sees a friend on the street and he's talking about Moshe Rabbeinu in the Parja. That person is living with the Am Yisrael. That's how Jews were always. In ancient times about a hundred years ago, what did Jews talk about? They didn't have any newspapers. Jews didn't have any newspapers in the small towns. Even in the big towns, it was a rarity. When the Jews spoke, he spoke about the Parshas Shavuah. When I was a boy, I used to eat Shabbos at a relative's table in Williamsburg. They just came over from Europe. They talked at the table of the Parshas Shavuah. That's all they talked about. They weren't on him, but they had nothing else to talk about. Parsha shavuah That was their people, their history. They lived with Avraham Avinu. If you are part of Kol Yisrael, you are thinking of Avraham Avinu. Of us. Hashem remembers the greatness of our forefathers. You're asking him to remember? How about you remembering? And so, you have to admire our forefathers. Avram Avinu. Start admiring him. Identify with him. He's my grandfather. I'm so proud of him. Hashem is proud of him. We surely should be proud. I remember when people would come together Shabbos afternoon and Rabbanim would say droshes on the sedra of the week. Not for one hour. Long droshes they gave. And people listened because that's what interested them. They were hearing about their people. The people they identified with most. In the Bialistoker shul, I remember the old Rav was there. Rabbi Wilskovski, alava shalom. He was talking about the chasana of Yitzchak and Rivka. And he was shouting, mazel tov, mazel tov, to the people. Everybody was listening as he was describing the wedding of Yitzchak and Rivka. As if it was taking place right now. That's how they lived. They lived in the chumish. And they were, remind, they were reminded every year as the Baal Koyireh read it over and over again. They felt that they were part of it all. They lived with all of the experience of Moshe Rabbeinu in the Midbar. It was in their blood. Children sat in the Cheder all day long and learned these things. The Jewish nation learned Mikra and Mishnah and Gemara. And the stories of the Torah and the Talmud were on their tongues all the time. That was their history. And the teachers of Torah constantly repeated it. That was the talk of the day. That's how it was. People identified with the Klai Yisrael of the past. With the Dor Hamidbar. With the Am Yisrael who stood at the foot of Har Sinai. And with all of their descendants after that. We come from them. If you're a loyal Jew, you're happy to claim your heritage. That was passed on to you from those who received the Torah at Har Sinai. And that's why... When you open a chumash or a gemara, it pays to add the following thought: You're not only learning a pasuk or a mesichta; you're learning the same words that Rav Ashi learned, the same words that the Rambam poured over. The Ramban, Rashba, Ran, Ritva, and the Rambam Rashi Tosfos—they all spent their days and nights studying the sugya that you are studying right now. They did it, of course, on a much higher level. We're only understanding a few drops of what their great minds were thinking. But just the fact that we're learning the same words means that we're identifying with these great men and with the Amisroil, who have been doing the same since immemorial. We have to be proud of our great-grandmothers who had more das, more Muna than many Goddoylem of today, who said that. Rabbi Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz, the Mir Mashkiach, he said, we are not able to comprehend the greatness of our great grandmothers. That's how great they were. Rabbi Rabbi Yerucham Zichron Levrocha said that 70 years ago. He said, Mir kennen Nit Farshtin Unzere Elter Bubaz. This great man said it's impossible for him to understand the greatness of our great-grandmothers. Now he didn't say the greatness of our grandfathers. He was referring to the simple, unlearned grandmothers. And the further back, greater and greater. A hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, better and better. You're identifying with all the b'shutei am. The loyal from Jews of our past. And that's of the utmost importance. I want to tell you a little scene from our history. Josephus describes the Chorban Beis HaMikdash when the masses of Jews, plain Jews, were captured by the Romans and taken for torture in public hippodromes. Titus HaRasha As he was traveling home, he took along with him tens of thousands of captives and he marched with them from city to city and in each place he made hippodromes, big theaters, stadiums where people came and watched as as the Jews were put there to torture. They were supposed to say, we don't believe in our Torah anymore to save their lives. But the Jews refused to say that. I'm not talking about gedolim or Rabonim, plain Jews. Plain Jews refused to say, We don't believe in our Torah. And they were tortured to death with every kind of cruel death because they all refused. Josephus writes that. He says, There, that the nations were amazed at what they saw. But that's how great the Hamon, the ordinary people, were. The Hamon, the ordinary people were. I'm not talking now about becoming apikorsim or not bowing down to idols. No, just to avoid saying something against the Torah, even one word against their Torah, they wouldn't say it. And for that, they were willing to suffer terrible tortures. That's how great our nation was in the days of old. And once we identify with our past, we're connecting with the Am Yisrael in its totality. You're identifying with Moshe Rabbeinu and all the Nevi'im, and with Rav Akiva Eger and everything he put into our nation. We're connected now with all the great sadikim the Vilna Gaon, the Baal Shem Tov, all the G'doy Yisroel and the Hamon Am of all the generations back till Avram Avinu. It's something that should be on your mind always. Because by means of that, you become a member of the historic Klal Yisroel. You should spend some time thinking about it. Are you connected to Israel? Are you connected with all the from Jews who are alive today? Are you connected with all the Oyv De Hashem in the previous generations? Do you feel loyalty and affection to our of us and to all of our great men of the past? How much does your way of life approximate the way of life of our forefathers of even a hundred years ago? Is a woman in the home like her great-grandmother? Is, was in the home? Is her great is her great ambition to be a homemaker and to bring up a large family in the ways of Hashem? Is she loyal to her household duties or does she think of a profession as her most important pursuit in life? If she's a career woman, then she's not imitating Sarah and Rivka and Rachel and Leah and none of those who followed them. We have to identify with our grandmothers and grandfathers. And once we do that, a great deal of simplicity will result. A great deal of frivolity will be cut out. And a lot of money wasting will be cut out. Even our amusements identify who we are. Now there's nothing wrong with going bowling. Bowling is exercising. But going to bowl among Gentiles, what kind of business is that for Jews? Jews live their lives among Jews. And only among Frum Jews, even in the gashmius of our lives, we have to emulate and identify to live together with the Frumah, to be together with them physically. Now, I don't want to start enumerating a lot of things because you'll say I'm a killjoy. I'll take away a lot of things from you, a lot of enjoyment. But in general, our mode of life, our mode of life, has to emulate our forefathers. There are many, many things. You'll have to supply the details yourself. But the principle is to live in a way that the Am Yisrael has always lived. Now our ancestors had homes and they ate good meals and they wore nice clothing. They dressed decently. They raised their children properly. They enjoyed life. They lived Gashmi's Dika lives of happiness. They weren't less happy than anybody else today but they emulated their forefathers in whatever ways that they could learn from Torah, Nivim, Kesuvim, and the Divrei Torah Shabal Peh. The ways that our forefathers found amusement were the ways of the Am Yisrael of the past. Shabbos was their amusement. Purim was a day of amusement. Even Hanukkah had a certain amount of joy. Although Hanukkah is only for Hallel, L'hoi Ulhalel. ul-Hallel, not for Suudas, but still they enjoyed even Chanukah. Chamisha Asar b'Shvat, they enjoyed. They took payers together and they made brachas on the payers and they thanked Hashem for the payers. The Jewish nation lived happy occasions all the time. Simcha Simcha's Torah was a great day, and Shavuos was even greater. By the way, Shavuos was even bigger. Was an even bigger Simcha. Then In the olden days, the whole Jewish calendar was studded with joyous occasions. And therefore, nobody ever thought of thanksgiving. It didn't even enter their minds. Nothing of the Gentile world penetrated into the Jewish heart. Because the Jew identified with his people. He knew that the Shekhinah rested on the Klal Yisrael, And in order to be part of the Shekhinah, he wanted to be bound up only with the Am Yisrael. And so we're learning now that the solution to all of our differences is the overriding truth that we're all one people. We are the Amichad, serving the Hashem Echad. And it's not enough to just say it, it's something you should actually feel in your heart. You should feel attached to the Aylam Shaimre Taida. All of them, with all of our hearts. Now don't just say, I know all this already, because you don't know it. It takes work to achieve such a perfection of character. You have to plant these seeds in your mind whenever you see a fellow Jew who is different than you. He dresses different, differently than you. He talks differently. He davins differently. He's from a different shavet altogether. So you have to get to work planting thoughts in your head that will overcome those differences. It won't happen by itself. Here is a man who walks into shul. He's going to min- He's going to daven mincha. Very good. Very good. But he can accomplish much more than just mincha. When you see the Am Yisrael gathering to Davin to Hashem, you should put your mind to work. Why are all these different people here? They just gathered here by accident? No, we're all here for one purpose, to serve Hashem. This is my nation, my brothers. We, are all, we all share the common goal of serving Hashem. Look around and think about that. He's a shomer mitzvahs like me, and he and he and he, they're all my brothers in arms, fighting together with me for Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And when you're shopping in the kosher supermarket, and it's crowded, and the lines are long, those are precious moments. Get busy planting. You're looking down the aisles, and all you can see are your brothers and sisters. There's a reason they're here, and not at the goyish store down the road. Women, men, children, all buying kosher food. Now that's a nation. Yisrael ein <speaking> lahem ela lebechad lahavihim sheba The whole Am Yisrael has but but one heart devoted to their father in heaven, Gemara Sukkah. It's not just poetry, that's actually the greatness of the Am Yisrael that binds us together as one people. We're all fighting together to maintain the Am Yisrael. We have a big army against us, enemies all around us. The irreligious Jews hate us very much. The irreligious people hate the from Jews more than the Gentiles hate the Jews. Gemara Pesachim. It's a fact, and and therefore we have to be the best of friends among ourselves. We should feel that we're all marching together in the same regiment for the same cause. And the truth is that as much as you try on your own to come close to Hashem, to a certain extent, it's a worthy endeavor. But you must know you'll never succeed unless it's b'shem kol yisroel. Your intention must always be that you're joining in together with the Am Hashem, the nation that serves Hashem. Anything you do has to be in the name of Kol Yisroel. If you're doing it as individuals, of course you get reward for the mitzvah, but you're not zoiche. You're not worthy to have the shechina on your side. That's one of the great purposes of a mitzvah. Every mitzvah must be B'Shem Kol Yisroel. You're joining together with the Am Yisroel when you do a mitzvah. It says, Haba." It doesn't say that we're going to have individual Oilem Haba. It's only because of Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to give Oilem Haba because of your good deeds. It's only because you're a, rem- you're a member of Yisrael. Your reward in the next world depends on your loyalty to the Klal Yisrael, on how much you identify with Hashem's people. And therefore, when a Jew identifies with the Klal Yisrael, that means with the Torah community in as many ways as he can. He now belongs to Hashem by means of the Holy Nation. And therefore, our criteria of success should be betoch bnei Yisrael. Are we in the midst of the bnei Yisrael? Everything we do should be betoch bnei Yisrael. And who are the bnei Yisrael? The bnei Yisrael are the avdei Hashem. And if we're together with them, then we're together with the whole history of the Am Yisrael, and that means we'll be together with them in the world to come, Le'Olam Va'ed, forever and ever. Kol Yisrael Yesh Haba. And now, a vort on the parsha from Rabbi Miller. Vayomer Yosef El Aviv, banai Hem Asher li Elokim Baze. And Yosef said to his father, They are my sons that Hashem gave to me here. We note that Yosef didn't merely say they are my sons, but he added that Hashem gave to me. This form of speech which constantly attributes all events to Hashem was not a formality. It was an expression of their actual way of thinking. The fathers of our people lived for Hashem and with Hashem and it found expression in every aspect of their lives. To walk before Hashem means to live a life that is filled with awareness of Hashem. Wherever you go, you are standing in front of Hashem. This is explained in, in Micha. And to walk secretly with your Hashem, which means that even in privacy, in private circumstances where no one is looking, the righteous behave with perfect righteousness because no matter how alone they may be, they are always aware that Hashem is present and sees all. The others walked before Hashem means that whatever they did and wherever they went, they were always aware that Hashem was looking at them and they therefore sought to find favor in his sight." This expression is found as a description of great men's lives, in breishis. Because that is how the great men became great, by fulfilling the command of Hashem. Walk before me and be perfect. By training oneself to be aware of Hashem, one walks before Hashem and becomes perfect. Yosef Ela and Yosef said to his brothers, I am dying, but Hashem will surely remember you and bring you up from this land to the land which he swore to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Nowhere do we find that Hashem spoke to Yosef or to anyone after Yaakov until the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore we must say that Yosef is here merely repeating the prophecy made to his father. And I shall bring you up. Although it's certain that the entire family knew this prophecy, now that Yosef, the one who had led the family for more than 70 years, was dying, the family saw that the last human hope of deliverance from Egypt was slipping out of their hands. They were now fully subjected to the Egyptians and their only prestige, the presence of Yosef, was now going lost. And therefore Yosef reminded them that they should never lose hope because HaKadosh Baruch Hu would surely fulfill his word. After a long career of leading the Bnei Israel, Yosef made sure to leave them with words of encouragement that would ring in their ears always. We can be sure that even in the midst of their bitter bondage, the Bnei Yisrael spoke to each other to raise their courage. Pakod Yifkod. Don't forget what Yosef said. Hashem will surely remember. Pakod Yifkod are not the words that Hashem said to Yaakov. They are the words that Yosef said to encourage his family. Yet it was these words of Yosef that were later said by Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu to proclaim to the elders of the nation. Pakod Pakaditi in Shemos. In order to convince them that Yosef's long that Yosef's long ago foretold promise, which the Bnei Yisrael had constantly repeated, was now to come true, have a wonderful Shabbos.